Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, good Saturday, good morning, good grief. The weather is upon us. Uh, let's go to Florida. Uh, no, no, we can't do that. We're going to stick around here in St. Louis like we do, yeah. Hey, we have an hour or actually 45 minutes. We're going up to the Cardinals spring training and then the Blues after this. Right now, we have phone calls, phone lines, phone topics, your opportunity to question and answer whatever the CAMOX listening audience wants to hear. 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll free anywhere on the globe, 800-925-1120. We've got a bit of a sprint, about a 30-minute show before we go up to the Cardinals spring training first season game. My name is Scott Mosby. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show, and we are at your service. A few more classroom seats uh, open right in the back. Come on in. Come on in. Have a seat. Uh, raise your hand. Offer any questions and answers you like, and we have the opportunity to exchange questions and answers. Phone lines wide open for you, 314 436 436-7900 and toll free 800-925-1120. I've got a special guest in the studio today. I'll tell you a little bit about that. So we're going to talk to Gary Demas, a remodeling contractor from Columbus, Ohio, in studio today, uh, doing a little bit of research and development on his own. So uh, we'll check in with Gary here in just a couple of minutes. Right now, your opportunity. That question you have had in your pocket all week waiting for the home improvement. I'll call Scott on CAMOX. We'll see what we can get uh, going here. And that phone line that puts us together, 314-436-7900, toll free 800-925-1120. Now with the rain today, please be aware where that water goes. So as you take your walk about, and I know it's a little wet, uh, maybe not outdoors, but uh, I tend to walk around my home and look outside the windows at where the sticks are the branches, whatever's in the yard, where the puddles might be, where the water is running or not away from the house, that's important. So uh, Mother Nature is going to show us where the water gathers and how it drains, you know, just by raining. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. So we've got half an hour. Bring it on. We've got your questions and your answers. Again, uh, if you have an interest coming up early in March, March 9th is an exterior seminar, an exterior seminar. Any questions, windows, siding, roofing, colorations, exterior design, front porches, pavement, uh, patios, sidewalks, decks, all those sorts of things. And there tends to be kind of a design uh, oh, line throughout that seminar. Uh, that is um, uh, it coming up early March, March 9th. It's at Lodge It Appears, 1030 in the morning. And if you want a RSVP for that, uh, that would be on the website, callmosby.com, C-A-L-L. -L. 
mosby.com. Right now, lots of things to talk about. I do have a guest in studio, Gary Demas, who is the president and CEO of Dave Fox and Remodelers in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Gary, good morning. Hey, Scott. Good to see you, man. It's very nice to see you. Thanks for stopping by. I know you've got a busy schedule and, uh, you know, twisted your arm a little bit. It's purely my pleasure. Great to be with you, Scott. (laughs) What well, what's going on in Columbus? You you uh, do a lot of national traveling, uh, training, uh, learning forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what what are you seeing that uh, is in the remodeling industry that's new and different? Okay, new and different. Wow. Okay. Well, Columbus uh, is a great city to do remodeling in. I mean, there's uh, it's it's a good strong city. Of course, we've got High State University mm-hmm. there, a really large university and. A lot of uh, other universities around the city too, Scott, so there's a huge population of well-educated people in the Columbus area and a lot of industry, a lot of uh, uh, business and it's a strong business town. So it's been a great town for our company and uh, we've been in business for about 37 years now in the Columbus area and I wasn't always there, right? Okay, Dave Fox remodeling, Dave Fox was the founder Mm -hmm. and then uh, we became an employee-owned company, actually. So then in 2004, I became president. Dave Fox retired in 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Columbus has been a great city. Uh, there's a lot of remodeling activity in the area. And it's kind of interesting, since the, the the depression we had, you know, back in 2007, 8, 9, which we all remember, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Boy, howdy. <clears throat> yeah. So... Uh, things kind of torpedo there but since then Scott every single year it's just been climbing and climbing and our business is growing and growing and just kind of like hold on for the ride so uh, there's a lot of large projects going on mm-hmm. uh, you know of course we all just like you guys we do a lot of kitchen and bath work uh, but like multi multi-room projects and large additions and multi-room add-ons uh, I've just noticed in the last three or four years a lot of projects you know just in the hundreds of thousands of dollar range, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus our our bread and butter work, which is the kitchen and bath remodel. Yeah. Now, Gary, you're very design based. Uh, Dave Fox remodeling is uh, so. Tell me how you go about. What's your process? Somebody calls you on the telephone, and uh, you know what can a client in Columbus expect from Dave Fox? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, years ago, Scott, we had basically a sales team, and some of them were good designers, some weren't, and. Mm-hmm what I found was we were giving a inconsistent quality of design and that troubled me a lot so we developed an interior design department and now we have seven interior designers and they have two assistants for them so we have a very strong design team and the purpose of that was to make sure all the designs coming out of our company were good design mm-hmm. and we didn't want them just depending on the salesperson and their design expertise so um, we we are design heavy uh, in that regard, and and you and I actually are on a peer group. So you and I, as well as a dozen other companies from around the country, where I know Gary and Dave Fox Remodeling is through a peer group through National Association of Home Builders. So right. Gary's one of the um, wizards that I press for experience and knowledge. Well, we can bounce from. off each other, can't we? And that's that's what's great about that peer group. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. Gary, will you stick around for a little bit and sit with us? I understand you're an old carpenter as well, so you've got the nuts and bolts to help our listeners.
Sounds like fun. All right, you're on. Gary Demas, Dave Fox, Remodeling, Columbus, Ohio. An old friend and business uh, advisor, if you will, for me and Mosby Building Arts. Uh, by the way, my name is Scott Mosby. I own and operate Mosby Building Arts. This is our 72nd year for design, build, remodeling. As you heard from Gary, uh, he's very deep in the design end, and my father learned years ago that it only matters what comes out in the end, so it really needs to, uh, a good project has good full design team good voice there good contractors and self-performed on through so that's where gary and i are very uh, similar in uh complexity design focus and really just the output the outcome for our clients there uh 314-436-7900 314-436-7900 give us a call and uh we're kind of lonely here in studio b right here on the corner cam wex 800-925-1120 we're going to take a short pause come right back Back for more on the Helitech uh, Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, home improvement. This is KMOX. Phone lines 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Earlier in the week, I had a question about grounding on three-prong electrical plugs. You may have this uh, bubble up in your world or sons, daughters, neighbors asking you as well if you're a handy person. Uh, And we have quite a few do-it-yourselfers listening to KMOX, so I invite you and welcome you. Thanks for joining the KMOX listening family. Uh, Certainly uh, welcome and a good source of questions and answers. Uh, The third prong of an electrical outlet, if you have an older home typically built before, oh, in the 60s or 50s, you might only have two prongs on your electrical outlets. There's not the third post for that three-prong plug. Uh, Maybe you're using adapters or whatever to get those things plugged in. There is nothing wrong with a two-prong plug. It has the power and the ground, uh, and there's not a, a safety or power in the neutral there's not a safety ground third prong uh, and that's fine so at Mosby when we are designing electrical around the home we typically leave those two prong plugs alone we might put arc fault ARC arc fault uh, breakers on those to that uh, if there's any kind of uh, problem that uh, could have a risk of a fire it'll trip that breaker those go in bedrooms arc fault breakers Uh, but uh, typically then when we add new electric we don't rip out the old wiring. We typically leave the two-prong electric just the way it is. We check it out, make sure it's wired correctly. And then we add the new three-prong grounded circuits as needed throughout. That might be for a refrigerator or electronic. A lot of televisions, uh, stereo systems that require good grounding. That's really the ticket there. Um, So if you get the question, two-prong electrical outlets, when you go to the hardware store and you want to buy a new one, they're three, four dollars. And your typical three-prong plugs might be less than a dollar. Buy the two-prong plugs. uh, Because if you put a three-prong plug on a two-wire system, effectively you're creating electrical fraud. There is no third uh, ground. You can fool that electrical outlet into thinking that it is in the the circuit, but there is no safety backup. And uh, when you go to sell the house, uh, the inspectors or the electricians will make you pull those out and put back in the two-prong or rip out the wire and put in three wire. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Fire them up, get going. We've got Bosco 
uh, cranking out 50,000 watts on the treadmill behind me. Uh, let's go to the phones and uh, start with Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Welcome to KMOX, my friend. And how can I help you this wonderful Saturday morning? Yeah, I have a fan in my bathroom that huh? draws air out underneath the roof and uh, to the outside, from the bathroom to the outside. Water seems to be accumulating in that uh, when it's humid, like today, or uh, maybe after I've taken a bath or shower and it's gotten hot in the bathroom. I don't use that fan very much because, you know, you're drawing hot air out to the cold, and, and my house is not well insulated, so it is dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how can I solve that dripping from the uh, – uh, I put a pan under it to catch it, but is this I, it's inside not, the house or outside the house, Jim? It's it's inside the house, right above uh, the bathtub where Ooh. it drips. I've had that. Those so. are cold drips, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Boy, howdy, that'll get you going early in the morning. Um, well, I know where it's going to be, so. And uh, uh, <laughs> I'd like, I, I put it as, and it doesn't happen very often, just real seldom. Yeah. But it happens, and it, and it's up in a place where it's very difficult to get at, to see. And my attic is little, thin, and I'm uh, not one that crawls. So when I put the pan under it, I put it on a stick and reach back in and say, okay, I'll put that pan under it. It's a metal pan, and I'm not sure if water's accumulated underneath the bottom of the pan or I'm uh, catching, uh, not catching the water that's dripping off of the 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 venting where the it blows through to the outside. Well, Jim, the cause of that is condensation. You've got a cold duct to the outside. So once the air gets above your ceiling in that bathroom, it's warm, moist air, and the colder the temperature gets, the more that water drip is. So it's not related to a rainstorm or anything like that. It's mostly mm-hmm. cold temperatures. And the answer to that is to ins- something you may or may not be able to do is to insulate that ductwork, the three-inch uh, flex duct or the rigid metal, whatever it is, uh, is to insulate that thoroughly so that the air remains warm and moist until it gets outside the house envelope out in that soffit. So those drips should be occurring outdoors and not in your shower. Okay. Uh, I don't, does this have an impact? I almost never use that fan. Does that it doesn't have an matter. Impact? As long as the temperature up in your attic gets cold and that uh, flexed mm-hmm. vent duct, whatever it is, and it should mm-hmm. be a metal rigid galvanized steel metal for fire code adherence, but still, mm-hmm. as long as that surface gets cold, that warm, moist air, just like the glass of mm-hmm. iced tea in the summer, those water droplets occur, they form on the inside of that pipe, and then they roll downhill wherever that is, and in your case, it winds up right over the top of your vent fan. <laughs> register in that shower and running the fan actually will make it better um you'll put more air up there blow some of it past it but it'll also uh, probably drip and continue to drip until you insulate that ductwork um if, if i go to uh, like a lowe's or will there be some insulation made for that because i know that the tube that it blows through is uh you know a standard tube uh, yeah. kind of a flat to nail to the roof of the the uh, outside, you know, the flat roof that 
uh, yeah. is facing me up. And, well, uh, the issue, we use flex duct. So there is, uh, there's flex duct, um, and we pull the plastic liner out of it. So you can get flex duct, which is a heating and cooling uh, plastic-lined uh, inside, and then it has a, a sock over the outside of it. Uh, we find that just buying the flex duct in sections, if, if you can get 6 feet or 8 feet or 10 feet, whatever you need. <laughs> so we just pull that apart and slide the flex duct over the top of it, uh, and then sometimes we'll wrap. Uh, we'll put another uh, six or eight inch flex duct insulation over the top of that just to really super insulate that critter to because man when you, you get a, a wet a cold drip on your shoulder you know trying to get a nice warm shower in the morning it's it's a motivating uh, experience i get it yeah. well it hasn't motivated me and i didn't quite understand that uh, to get the insulation uh, it, does it does it needs to be attached to the 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 outside of the vent yeah, slides uh, over the outside of the duct. No duct work can be exposed up to the attic that is not insulated. Okay. I'm Including not sure the what box that housing of the duct fan itself. So you've got to insulate. If, if any of the metal, if the box housing of that vent fan or the duct mm-hmm. work to the exterior is exposed, all of that will condense and cause these cold drips. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll have to look at it and... Uh... Uh, it only happens occasionally, and it just so happens, you're right, cold recently it's been happening. So yeah. I really appreciate the information. Hey, that about the, uh, you just talked about the two, two grounded, three grounded sockets. Yes, sir. And I kind of, I kind of miss that. Uh, uh, I have in my bathroom, I want to put in a tankless water. Do you have time for this or should I, uh, no, go ahead. Put yeah. I have a tankless, I want to put in a tankless water heater, and I need to uh, ground a socket because my house has got that old two prongs. Right. Uh, how how difficult is that? And I'd probably hire somebody to do it. Uh, yeah, you just uh, run a new circuit you, you, because for a plumbing fixture, because of all the pipe and the, the copper and potential grounding of bathers and and washing your hands uh just have a an electrician run a new grounded circuit and that'll actually be a, a gfi a ground fault because it's it's plumbing related mm-hmm. so, uh they tell me he runs a wire from the uh could that no it wouldn't have to follow the current wires it could no, just like no. go he, through could yeah, go it, through the attic yep to that to that socket or to the okay. basement if that's accessible as well. Well, yeah, I don't have a basement, so that's okay. why it has to go through the attic. And, and sometimes basement. they'll run those up on the soffit on the outside of the house and then drop down with a piece of conduit out of the soffit through the wall. So that's where electricians, they can pull the rabbit out of the hat in a lot of magical ways. So that's another um, one of the circuits. When I put in the tankless water heater, uh, I probably need a, uh, a plumber to do that and an electrician yes yes because both of those uh can really cause problems if you don't do the electrical right with a licensed electrician uh you're really over your head uh and then when you get the plumbing in there just uh, those are engineered fixtures so you're going to need a licensed plumber and a licensed electrician to do both of those things do you feel these uh home depot is selling one now from china you feel like that uh, it's just a 80,000 uh, 80, BTU for a single person, single home. Is that going to be enough for a tankless water heater? 
Well, that's exactly where you need the plumber to do the engineering on that. This is like sizing an engine for the for an over-the-road truck. It has to be exactly engineered for the flow rate and the amount of water and pressure. So mm-hmm. this is this is where you and I just really need the pros to step in and and tell us, mm-hmm. you know, size it all up, do the engineering, and install it correctly. Otherwise, it, it's fraught with risk. So, Jim, I'm going to have to get going here. Okay, thank you. All right, Bye. thanks for the call. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, CamoX, Gary Demas here in from Columbus, Ohio to help us. Uh, Gary, once again, thanks for stopping by. And, uh, you bet, Scott. Any, anything you would add for the uh, on-demand water heater and Jim's question? Anything you can uh, add? No, it was good. I just had one installed in my house, actually, to replace an old one, and uh, they are terrific units, I'll tell you. When you get used to, if you get one of those in your home, you just get used to being able to have hot water on demand whenever and however long you want it. So they are great units. So you can run that hot water for days if you want and it just keeps on coming you can and in my situation where i have my daughter and six grandchildren living with me <laughs> believe me that thing gets used a lot but what's interesting is uh, i have an eight and a half gallon uh, per minute flow for yeah. my hot water which is uh, uh one of the on the larger side yeah. but uh, you can so you have a tank and the on-demand as well is that no just the on-demand and it's yeah. eight and a half uh, gallons per oh. minute flow for the heated for heated water yeah. at i think 130 degrees but it's great. Uh, what happens is if you get a lot of demand in different, you know, a shower going and the dishwasher is going and the washing machine, what happens is you don't lose hot water, but you use, lose the volume. So you get less volume of water when there's a huge demand on it. But you can tandem those things up. You can put two in there or three. You can gang them up and then... My gosh, you just bring your family and friends and everybody over. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it then. Uh, Jim, hope you're listening to that. Uh, Gary sure likes it. Uh, And I do know that occasionally we have tandem those things up for the what we call the car wash showers that have the body sprays. And sometimes it just takes so much hot water that it outruns the capacity of any single water heater. Uh, we're going to take a short pause here. Uh, phone lines are open, 314-436-7900. Toll-free, 800-925-1120. We'll be right back for more on University of KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Scott Mosby, Gary Demas, uh, guest sitting in from uh, Columbus, Ohio, from Dave Fox Remodelers. Uh, Gary's company is a notable company, uh, pretty well known nationally uh, for, you know, extraordinary design and uh, craftsmanship. Uh, So, Gary, thanks for stepping in and uh, joining us today. Absolutely, Scott. Thanks for having me. Well, will you stick around? We'll see if we can answer some more questions. I'll be here. Thanks for the help. Let's go back to the phones and see what's happening with my friend Mike. Mike, good morning. Welcome to CamWex. How can I help, sir? Hi, my name's Mike. Um, I was uh, calling in about your uh, comments on the three-prong receptacles. Yes. Um, one of the other options uh, homeowners can do is they can, uh, as long as they GFI protect those uh, two-wire circuits, either with a GFI receptacle or with the GFI breaker, they can put three-prong receptacles on those circuits, which allows them to put tamper-proof receptacles in so it protects the kids and everything. Um, there's little stickers that come with the GFIs. You're supposed to put the sticker on the cover plate that says GFI protected, no equipment ground. Right. Uh, but that is one additional option that homeowners can do to get uh, three-prong receptacles on a two-wire system. So, Mike, let me speak this back so I get this correctly here. Uh, you need a, a 
you can put a ground fault GFCI outlet at the outlet there, but you have to note that there really isn't a an equipment ground, a third wire. So it, kind of back to the electrical fraud, don't, you know, so you can put a three-prong GFI if you either do the breaker or the outlet. Is that correct? That's correct. And then any outlet downstream from the GFI that's being protected by that GFI receptacle, on those receptacles you put GFCI protected sticker as well as the no equipment ground. Uh, Because the one thing you can't find is two prong receptacles that are um, tamper proof. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Um, describe tamper proof electric uh, outlets for us, please. They are the uh, receptacles that have the little shutters in the uh, uh, in the receptacle, so that when you have your plug, when you plug it in, it re- opens those shutters, but it keeps the kid from sticking a, uh, something in the receptacle and getting shot. So I can't stick my little brother's finger in there. Right, <laughs> for a metal piece of <laughs> yeah. metal or a toy or a fork or spoon. And, yeah. Uh, and then you know the other the other thing that people always are trying to figure out too is third prong when you have a surge protector like a surge strip you know it needs that ground to dissipate the surge uh, so you don't have that the other thing that a homeowner can do is they can uh, have a uh, complete home surge protector put in on their electric panel uh, which will protect the whole house whether it's grounded or not and that's something that an electrician would put down in the electric panel correct correct well, it sounds like there's a lot to this, uh, Mike. Uh, it sounds like you know a little bit about this. This isn't your first rodeo, huh? No, not at all. I'm actually uh, <laughs> a license holder for one of the local companies here in St. Louis. Mike, a little help from our friends. Thank you, my friend. Are you welcome. All right. Take care. A little help from the pros there, Mike, a uh, licensed electrician. A uh, 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 little help from our friends on multiple ways to get her done. Uh, let's see what's cooking here with Mary. Hey, Mary, good morning. Welcome to KMWX. How can we help? I uh, just, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, my problem is with a four-door refrigerator. Uh-huh. The bottom is the freezer, and it leaks. So I took it apart, and there was ice on the bottom of it. Uh-huh. And I really just don't know what to do. Now it's leaking again. Any suggestions? How old is your refrigerator? Um, it's only about five years old. Five years old. Uh, is it possible that there is an air leak on the gasket of that door? Um, I had a friend of mine check it, and he says no. And the funny thing is, it accumulates on the bottom on the right-hand side, but not on the left-hand side. Okay. I put a uh, level on there, and it looks like it's level. Well, it, it depend. It, it, be careful that you don't stack too much stuff in your freezer that blocks uh, the airflow from that um, the cold part of the duct. So, do you know where the air, the cold air, comes out in your freezer, there, Mary? Yes. Yes. Is yes. there plenty of room for that air to circulate through the fridge, the yeah, freezer? Yes. Yes. I don't. I don't. I don't overload it. Yeah. It's only well, there, two of us, so. You're looking for a repairman. There, there's more to this right. than you and I can do. So you're into the realm of the pros, and it could be low gas on refrigerant and a few other oh, things. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your help. You're welcome, Mary. Good morning. Bye-bye. Bye now.
Uh, Gary, any experience with freezers? And uh, we have a lot to talk about. I was hoping we'd get a few minutes to talk about appliances and the Internet of Things. And uh, yeah. are you experiencing uh, more wired appliances, um, uh, smart appliances? Uh, you know, how I, I don't really want appliances smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gosh, you know what they're doing with uh, with. Uh, you know, artificial intelligence today is getting <laughs> kind of scary because they could they they do become smarter than us sometimes. You know, just because of the self learning and programming that they can do. I need all the help I can get. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, smart appliances. <laughs> it's interesting, Scott, because a lot of the middle middle uh, line companies are coming out with that, and, mm-hmm. and they're coming to the market with those before the higher end lines like Wolf, Sub Zero, uh, Thermador. Yeah. Um, I think the big guys, you know, the more expensive and, and high-end appliances, they uh, are slower to come out with this kind of technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I just replaced some of the appliances in, in my kitchen with a Thermador. So, I mean, it's beautiful stuff, uh, but they're slower. I mean, some of the, you know, more middle brands are coming out with all of this home automation stuff, which today, you know, all the millennials and all the younger people in my office are doing all these things with their homes. And they say, hey, look, here's my living room. Here's my garage door <laughs> on their phone. And I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. oh, my gosh, I got to get with this show. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get more hip, Gary. Yeah, so I ordered two new garage door openers that I can control for my smartphone. So I'm going to say, ha-ha, look what I can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Gary, thanks for stepping in. Uh, we've got to, we'll be gone here in a few seconds, and thanks for sitting in. And, Absolutely. Uh, appreciate your joining. Gary is a radio star, Columbus, Ohio, so uh, he does a weekly radio show similar to this one. So, Gary, thanks for stepping in. Absolutely, Scott. All right, stay tuned. We've got the Cardinals coming up next. Go Cards. And then this afternoon, we're going to join the Blues game in process. So stay tuned here on Camo X.